0: This morning, we'll be sharing from Genesis chapter 41, from verse 8 to 16. Let us read together. We'll be reading from chapter 41, verse 8 to 16. Let us read together. So in the morning, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the cheap cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my offenses today when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me and the cheap baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. We dream on the same night, he and I, each having a dream with its own interpretation. A young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to catch each man according to his dream. And as he interpreted to us, so it came about. I was restored to my office, and the baker was hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph And they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it and said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So, we've been going through the series called Here Comes the Dreamer, A Life of Joseph. And today, our message title is called Turning Crisis into Opportunity. And I think it is very timely. Uh, Talk about the title Turning Crisis into Opportunity. So, dear congregation members, brothers and sisters, Uh, Christ may turn into opportunity those who are prepared let me repeat that again Christ may be turned into opportunity for those who are prepared you know when I was young I heard this a lot crisis is an opportunity Christ is an opportunity Uh, so that Whenever I heard that, you know, I had to be, remain, you know, positive. Okay, you know what? Crisis may turn into opportunity. You know, stay hopeful. Stay positive. But realize that um, not everyone can seize crisis as opportunity. Uh, In fact, uh, many people, uh, they fall. And they um, fall apart through crisis. Many relationship, community or even companies, as they go through crises in their companies or their lives, uh, relationship uh, may fall apart. In the life of desert, uh, we may be able to listen to voice of God very clearly and to enjoy a deeper intimate relationship with God. but on the other hand, and there are people, who, as they go through life of season of desert, uh, they may feel isolated and disconnected from God in their spiritual walk. Through crisis like this, through coronavirus, maybe some of the families are taking this season uh, to have family worship. This is a new opportunity for you to strengthen relationship with one another, and what it means to worship together as a family. But I heard that uh, through the news in China right now, divorce rate is so high. Why? Because uh, husband and wife cannot go out to work, so they are spending 24 hours, so much so that uh, they end up arguing and fighting, and then uh, some of them are getting divorced through this crisis. I heard that there was one uh, new company, when they heard the news in Wuhan, China, this coronavirus is spreading, so they put and they invested so much money and came up with uh, this new uh, coronavirus test kit in January. And now they're making so much money right now because this test is so accurate and very quick, and uh, Korea is responding very quickly, unlike other countries. So yes, it is true, Christ may turn into opportunity, but only for those who are prepared. Even in spiritual sense too, that God wants us to see with spiritual eyes that every crisis can be turned into opportunity for us to grow, mature in our faith relationship. And yet there are certain things that we have to be ready, we need to be prepared. And I hope and pray that, that all of us, that we may be able to take this opportunity to prepare certain things. I know that some of the companies will go through uh, financial crises. Uh, some of the relationships may go through relational crises. And certain church community may go through a very, very difficult time in this season as well. But we need to ask these questions. What is God doing and what is happening within us and also what is happening around us. God wanted to prepare Egypt. We know that the crisis of a famine will come soon. And God wanted to use Joseph creating this crisis as opportunity, but not only it was applying to a person of Joseph, but God's Plan was redemptive plan to bring Israelites to grow in this land and later for the sake of God's kingdom to be revealed. So God granted a dream to Pharaoh. Somehow that Pharaoh felt like something was coming. His heart, was, his heart and spirit were troubled in a way. Something bad was going to happen and yet Pharaoh couldn't figure out So he called all the magicians and wise men to figure out what was going to happen, and yet no one was prepared to give Pharaoh an answer. But God was using Joseph in this crisis to give opportunity not only for him to succeed alone, but the glory of God will be revealed through this opportunity. So how does God prepare in this season First, we have to recognize that God wants to transform faith and character through the crisis. In chapter 1, verse 1, it begins by saying, After two whole years. So what does it mean? As Joseph was prison for two years, at least for minimum. We know that Joseph was innocent. He didn't do anything wrong, and yet he was put to prison. He was betrayed. He was rejected. But through isolation, two years, God wanted to really prepare his faith and his character. Especially when uh, people go through the season of isolation. Isolation. People may think that isolation is a crisis, and yet God often used isolation as an opportunity for them to grow deeper in their faith and character. We know that Moses was isolated in the desert, but God was preparing his faith and character. Elijah was isolated alone, but in that season, he had to rely upon God and God alone. We know that Israelites they were isolated in the desert for 40 years. But God wanted to prepare them before they enter into the promised land. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, was isolated in the desert for 40 days before he began public ministry. We know that Paul was also isolated when he encountered risen Christ. one thing that is clear is that even in that season of isolation God is doing something and God is preparing one's faith and character in that season so what does prepare what does God prepare in that season of isolation first God purifies purifying our faith and our soul as well it's almost like as God wants to strengthen, firm our faith. But in order to firm our faith, he needs to filter some of the things. So filtering and firming, they always go hand in hand. The Joseph was spoiled when he was young, favored by his father. He was proud, boasting in front of his brothers, picking all the faults and reporting to his father, wearing expensive clothes. But God wanted to strip his pride away. So Joseph was betrayed. He was sold as a slave to Egypt. However, Joseph did not give up. He was remaining faithful, hopeful. And in Potiphar's house, he was doing his best, serving and being a blessing to entire household. And yet, even by his boss, he was rejected, betrayed, though he was innocent, faithful. So Joseph was put to prison. He was being isolated. And yet, even from there, he was remaining hopeful, faithful, helping other people by encouraging them, interpreting their dreams. And as he helped out the cupbearer, Joseph thought, you know what? If he goes back to Pharaoh, he will be able to help me to be free, to be released from the prison. So in chapter 40, verse 14, this is what Joseph said. Only remember me when it is well with you and please to me, the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh, and so kept me out of this house. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. He was betrayed by his own boss, and yet still hoping that somehow through this connection, come could come maybe help me, help me out, release me from prison still relying upon person or relationship, another human being. In reality, brothers and sisters, we know we can never rely upon other people. In chapter 40, verse 23, it says, Yet the cheap cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot it. Have you ever experienced this? You rely upon someone else? You get disappointed. You get hurt. So what God wanted to prepare through the season of isolation is that Joseph, still you are relying upon people. You are relying upon men. I want you to rely upon me alone. So God wanted to really purify Joseph's faith and character in this season. Maybe there are some of our congregation members, we get disappointed by people, we get hurt again and again and again. We don't mind loving people, we don't mind helping out and serving other people, but we feel disappointed. Why? They cannot see me. Why they cannot see us? But God was strengthening and purifying Joseph in a way that Joseph, it's not about you, It's not about your own ability. It's not about you doing your best and being faithful. But I want you to rely upon me. From pride to humility, God was transforming Joseph. Rather than holding on to some human relationship or connection, being transformed to holding on to the promise of God and God's timing. Not seeking identity in the world or how society view us, but seeking identity in God alone. Not about who has a position or power, or the order of a command, but seeking God's humility to serve and be blessing to other people. So in this season, God was filtering in order to firm his faith so that later he can fix his eyes on God. See, from filtering to firming his faith and fixing his eyes on God. Maybe that's what God wants to do as well, even in this chaos and crisis. As you are worshiping uh, through online, you feel like you are isolated. You cannot see other brothers and sisters. But even in this season, God wants to purify our church. God wants to purify our faith as well. That rather than worshiping, being accountable to just human institution, God wants us to really have accountability so that we can um, worship God in spirit and truth. Even though we're isolated and physically separated, our love and commitment towards brothers and sisters are our small group and our church. God is testing our faith as well. And I'm certain in this season, there are congregation members who are faithful who will be worshiping through live stream. And on the other hand, some of us, we may take this opportunity as, you know what, great opportunity for us to take a vacation from God. Yeah, no church for next month. So some of us will regress in our faith journey or some of us, we may take this opportunity to grow deeper in the heart of God. Even though in the beginning, Joseph was relying upon man. After two years, after God purifying his faith and his character through the crisis. God's time has come. Pharaoh had a dream, and no one could interpret his dream. And then, cupbearer remembered then. And Joseph was given opportunity Can you imagine if Joseph was still fixated on man, position, power? He would be so nervous standing in front of Pharaoh. Man, I better ace it. I better do a good job. This is Pharaoh, the king, the most powerful man. I may be on his side do the best as I can. Nervous. But when you read the passage, you discover how confident, how peaceful Joseph was. He had the leadership, calm leadership, confidence, not confidence in himself, not confidence in Pharaoh, but in confidence in God alone. In verse 16, Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. It is not in me it is in God God is the one who will be ministering to you Pharaoh such power authority confidence peace as God purify and transform Joseph's faith and character I hope and pray that in this season of crisis that God will do the same thing in our congregation members so that we are able to fix our eyes on god and have confidence in him and him alone are we able to ask such question how would god use this crisis to speak his message and i believe that there's a spiritual message in this season as entire world is panicking what is God's spiritual message to the world? And God is, what is God's spiritual message to our family? And yesterday in our family, as we are kind of preparing dinner and kind of uh, talking about this whole thing, it's like almost like a plague coming in. The plagues that we read through the Scripture again and again. And my wife asking Haley and Karis, are you sure, you know, Do you have assurance of salvation? You know, we examine where we are in our relationship with God. Do you know for certain that you have a relationship with God? Secondly, not only our faith and character, but also sharpening our giftings. There are many times that when God gives us an opportunity and that we cannot seize it. Why? Because we're not ready. Not only in our faith, we need to be ready, but we need to sharpen our skills. We need to sharpen our gifting as well. As Joseph remained in prison, God was sharpening his gifting. Look at Daniel. Even though he was captive to Babylon... He was exercising his spiritual gifting so that he was able to minister to the entire nation of Babylon. Look at Joshua and Caleb. They had the faith, you know what, if God gives us that, we can go and conquer the promised land. Remember, Moses sent 12 spies, including Joshua and Caleb? And Joshua and Caleb, even though Amalekites and Canaanites were humongous and they were giants. They had a faith in God. You know what? We can go and we can win the battle if God gives us the promised land. But unfortunately, the remaining 10 spies, they were negative. They didn't have faith. And they said, you know what? We're going to go and we're going to be wiped. We're going to get killed. We cannot go into the promised land. So what happened? Because of their disobedience, because they were questioning God, that God's promise, the Israelites did not go into the promised land. How disappointing would that be to Joshua and Caleb? Come on, guys. Why can't we trust God? Why can't we go in and claim the promise of God? So Joshua and Caleb, they had to waste, or they had to wait around for extra 38 years in the desert. But we know that Joshua and Caleb, they had faith. You know what? In God's timing, we are going to enter into the promised land. And what did they do? They were sharpening their sword. They were getting ready to fight the battle. Even in the desert, even in the season of isolation, even in the prison, brothers and sisters, God has given us His call. And not only preparing our faith and character, but we need to sharpen our giftings. And yet, many of us, when we go through a season of isolation, we give up too quickly. You know, what's the point? What's the point? But as we are sharpening our character, but also our gifting, we have to recognize that the source of our gifting is God and God alone. So that we don't exercise and train our gifting for the sake of our own security or our own significance, but our attitude shift as well. That I am doing this not for people to recognize, but I'm doing this for the glory of God. I think some of you feel like, you feel a little bad because it's like, oh, I am preaching in front of like, what, we only have like 20 people sitting here? But praise the Lord, because when I started EM for the first time 20 years ago, our whole congregation was like six people. It's still bigger than six people. And there was a season that I had to preach to six people like every Sunday. It's like, what's the point? Do I really want to spend my rest of my life doing this ministry? (laughs) But God was sharpening. God was putting me into practice and exercise. And I think that God is sharpening our church as well. Our vision. In this season, our downtown and uptown, they're also joining through live stream. So what is God doing to our church as we go through this season of crisis? Maybe God wants to really sharpen our vision, identity as a church and community. The last point that I want to share with you is that God is preparing the new season behind the scene. When we go through a season or a crisis, we have to remember that God is always doing something behind the scene. You know, to be honest, uh, for last 48 hours, it's been very stressful like what does it mean for uh, even personally for me to lead we're not just talking about our Mississauga campus, we're talking about uptown, downtown we're talking about Korean ministry a lot of seniors and young people we're also talking about Russian congregations And I felt tremendous burden to be honest in this season, to make decision to be wise and responsible. And I realized as a leader, I need to see one step ahead. And I need to make decision one step ahead. But I'm so thankful because we do have elders and pastors who are able to discern and discuss with me. So that together we're able to see one step ahead and lead our entire church and our congregation members. But can you imagine, our God, He does not see just one step ahead. He sees our future he sees are not only one step ahead but five steps and ten steps and thousand steps ahead in whom that we place our trust even in the seasonal crisis what we know for certain is that God is leading our path and God sees way ahead of us Even though Joseph was put into prison and going through this crisis or isolation, God was already designing the next step, the next stage. And then, when timing was right, when the timing was perfect, then God gives a dream to Pharaoh. You know, I was asking that question. You know, what if cupbearer was really thankful and remembered Joseph two years before and then released Joseph out of the prison? What would happen to Joseph? Maybe he got another job somewhere else. Maybe hiding his past. to get a job in someone else's house as a manager, and then someone realized, you know what? he tried to rape Potiphar's wife and he kicks out? I cannot even imagine. But under God's sovereignty, in God's perfect timing, God was setting up this new stage for Joseph to be a blessing to the entire nation. Again, it's not about Joseph's success or position to become prime minister, but God's perfect plan was for entire Israelites to be protected and prepare Israelites to be a nation to bless other nations. In verse 14, it says, Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. Brothers and sisters, when this opportunity opens up, we think that, Thank you, God. I am safe. I have a new opportunity. You know, that's how limited we are. You know, when bad things happen, we ask that question, What's going to happen to me? What damage? What damage? or when there's success, or when there's an opportunity, oh, what's going to happen to me? Am I getting promoted? What can I gain? What can I get out of this situation? It's all about me. But God is saying, I am preparing new season, new stage, but again, it's not about you. It's about my kingdom, what I want to reveal, my salvation plan. even as a church you know, there are concerns and you know, worries you know what's going to happen to our church you know, how we are going to manage this situation but maybe what we need to do is as we fix our eyes on God, what is God doing through this crisis to reveal his heart and how can we really join into God's kingdom ministry as we are being prepared in this season, Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse eleven says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope." Dear congregation members, God has a plans for you, your family. God has planned for our church. Therefore as I summarize today's message, even in this season of crisis, God wants us to see new opportunity for us to grow, mature, to be purified, to be strengthened, our faith and character, and also sharpen who we are as a church and identity so that we can join in what God is going to set up for new stage His redemptive plan for this, our community, and also in the world. God is good. God is good even in this season. Amen? God is good. And therefore, all of us, we need to claim and we need to see in faith. Let us fix our eyes on God. Let's pray together.